Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 280. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I know. Holy smokes. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, as always. And once again, I am joined by one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, the Princess of Power, Amanda Farrow. How are you? Better now that we're hanging. Yes, this is, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. Yay, thanks for subbing Ready Player Mama, who is also Amanda Fair. Say moi. Power. It's it's Say like moi. it's like magic. She knew to do she knew to hit the button uh, because she got a reminder because she was literally here. Um I'm here in have, the chat modding. I'm just hanging. I know. You're like you're like working and subbing and helping make content. It is great. It's been a long week, it's only Tuesday. But yeah, 100%. um but the good news is today we get to talk about Pokemon, and it is not often that we get to talk about Pokemon. Pokemans. And not only so do we excited. get to talk about Pokemon, but we get to talk about a very, very good Pokemon game. Like, like, like revolutionary in all the right ways, not without its issues, whatever, but still. It has um, faults. A lot of them. I mean, listen, even it's I have fantastic. faults. Fantastic. Um, even I have faults. I can't help it. I mean, so if if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed to, I don't believe that at all. Uh, but if I'm allowed to have faults, so does, so too does Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, I think that's just, so we're going to talk a lot about that along with some other interesting stuff because it happens today is a safer internet day. It is. Yes. Which I think is something that we absolutely support. And had I known maybe, Yesterday, I probably would have spun something up about it, but the internet was quiet about Safer Internet Day. It sprung out, it sprung out at us. It surprised us. It did. Um, it did. And we'll have to put so it on the calendar for next year. We'll put it on the calendar for next year. But we're going to talk about something anyway because we got some neat Minecraft stuff from yeah, Amanda. Um, so um, let's just get right to it. Let's let's just start with around the horn because there is just we, you and I have played just a plethora of video games. So many games, oh and my it's not gonna stop because this the 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 next handful of months are really crazy. I get a little, we get a little bit of a break before uh, Horizon, and then once Horizon comes out, it's pretty much over. And frankly. Tomorrow's a Nintendo Direct. They could shadow drop some stuff tomorrow, and then boom, our break is over. Be happy birthday to Mikey if that was the case. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's something obviously I'm going to talk about on the IFG show on Thursday because you know this is not our news show. Here's our impressions and fun stuff show. But um, we're here to hype. We're this is this is literally just us yelling about things we are excited about for one hour on the internet. You can also find us on twitch.tv slash engage family gaming or on podcast services around the globe. Um, Let's go around the horn. Um, Amanda, I want to talk about a game that I have revisited. And I think at this point I revisit this game every four or five months. I think this is just a part of my life. Um, Like I play world of Warcraft always. That is what I do. My problematic fave. Um, okay. No one called me for problematic face oh, today, but owned by Microsoft, which I'll never get used to. If it gets through the FTC. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it gets through, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that it. I, for the purposes of this podcast today, I'm gonna say that it will. 
because it's funny and I vote for what's funny, but I reserve the right for hilarity to not match up with reality. So soon to be owned by Microsoft World of Warcraft. Um, And so I play that always. And there's just like certain games that I like just always come back to. And the newest edition. Yeah. Comfort food is a hundred percent the right word for it. And you know what that game is? It's Slay the Spire. Hmm. Love that game. Love Slay, it. Slay the Spire. Like, there have been many pretenders. Lots of people are coming for the crown. Uh, most recently was Monster Train. And there are a couple more. Okay. Like, every couple okay. weeks, I get a press release for a new, hey, check out this roguelike card deck builder on console. And I'm like, how are you better than Slay the Spire? And if the answer no is... no pretenders to the throne. Yeah. Um, so for those of you watching that don't know, Slay the Spire is on everything. It's on Xbox Game Pass. That's how I have it right now. I'm probably going to have to get it on Switch eventually. But I have it um, on Switch. It'll destroy I'm, you. I'm, that's why I'm kind of wanting it to like be locked in. So I have it on Xbox Game Pass, and I rock it here. And it's one of those things where if I want to play a game and I don't know what to play, um, I play Slay the Spire. And um, what it is, is you choose one of... Um, I only have three unlocked, but there's a fourth one, right? Um, Like these heroes. And each of the heroes have like different kind of decks that they build and different cards that they play with. And you climb a tower, more or less, and you beat challenges. And there's like mystery rooms with this random stuff. And there's you earn coins so you can buy it, whatever. And the whole time you are building a deck that lets you do stuff. Um, and it is all three, all three of the heroes that I have access to uh, this time around play very differently. They do very different stuff um, and they're so cool. And it's just, the graphics are not great. Like this is not like a graphical powerhouse. This is like very no. kind of comic booky kind of graphics. Um, but it's it fabulous. Really, but it is so simple to pick up and play. And yeah. the sad, that like when you're like, doing damage to enemies like that, that sound that it makes as you're like flipping cards out and doing damage to them is so satisfying. It just hits, you know? And and you absolutely die and you just want to take one more, one more game. You know, you can save in it. You know what I tell myself? I can save and stop at any time. I don't. I go can until you? I die. No, I can't. Can you? I, I can stop after a run. Like okay, when fair. it's time, fair. I can stop after a run. But I can't save and quit in the middle of a run. I got to see it. Oh, no, through. I'm terrible at that. No, is no, no, this no, no, deck no. that is this deck that I'm building going to do a thing? Is it doing what I want it to? Is it singing? Because listen, I had a situation what yesterday. Is the card synergy. Yeah. Oh man, it's all about building. It's because, it, and what's crazy is I always say that I'm bad at drafting, but this really is kind of like drafting. It's a drafting you, game. You beat 100%. a room. And it gives you three cards and you pick one. And then sometimes you get a relic that gives you superpowers. Um, if you like Matt, if, if you ever played Magic the Gathering and like the and specifically the part about Magic that you liked was taking a pile of cards and like figuring out how they played off of each other. If you love that aha moment of saying, oh, you know what? If I discard the wild mongrel. To the basking rootwalla. No, if you can discard the basking rootwalla to the wild mongrel, then I can pay it zero as a madness cost to put that basking rootwalla into play. If that move, I almost added backwards and was going to get magic players sending letters. If that is your <laughs> moment where you're like, oh, I like this, and you like kind of finding it out on the fly, 
this game is that, and it's different every time. And you have different heroes, and it, it is so cool. Like, there's some things that are pretty standard, but for the most part, it's remixed and revisited every time. I absolutely love it. It is inexpensive. It's not bloody. So it's something that you can definitely put on the screen with the kids. It doesn't have a timer. So if you don't have a lot of time, but you want to, like, do a hand or a turn and then do something else, you can 100% do that. <coughs> um, it is, I mean, it is so good. It is so good. And I, it, it is such a great comfort game to me that whenever I'm, like, I am stressed out, and especially if I'm stressed out and like normally I would go to WoW because I have an unlist an, an unending to-do list to do. But right now I'm in between content patches, so I am out of stuff to do. So I'm just waiting for a content patch. And um which is that's happens at MMOs. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to like play anymore. And my daughter was like, Dad, why don't you do that card thing that you do sometimes? And I was like, you know what, you're right. And so I did it. So Slay the Spire, I revisited it. Man, is it so good. I recommend it to anybody that likes card kind of stuff. If you don't like card stuff, then avoid it with with just just run. Just run. You know? Because it's extremely Because it's, it, it's cardy. Nonsense. It's card nonsense. You you like this too. Oh yes. No, this game ate my life for a fairly significant portion of time. Um, hey, Mega Mom. My husband's life and my little guy, he loved it. So it was a, it was a family affair. Oh, man. I can imagine. I can absolutely imagine him really liking it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah, of your husband going, wow, this brain is. Brain go burr. And that makes my husband's brain go burr. Oh, man. I can absolutely imagine your husband being like so sucked into that. Um, yeah, it's so good. It's so great. I think this is I think this is great, especially for people who like to play magic, but maybe just don't want to play arena. You kind of want to just have that card feeling, which is perfectly reasonable. You don't want another game. Arena is a little bit of a commitment. I really have trouble. Ba- like I try to get into it and want to get into like this. I just I can't. So um, but this is a great way. This is a great way to get into it and have that same kind of experience without having to reinvest in it. So that is Slay the Spire. Amanda, you played a game on stream last Friday. Did. And had what I like to think of is like a really special experience with your with yourself, the game, and your chat. Can you explain that to me? So I got early access to Ollie Ollie World, which if you're not familiar with it, is kind of this it's it's somewhat open world and it's skateboarding. There are a mm-hmm. bunch of different levels and they kind of toss you in and they're like, we're looking for the next skateboarding legend to help reach Narvana. Yes, you heard that correctly. Narvana. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gnarly. Because it's gnarly. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this is like tugging on my very West Coast roots, West Coast Canadian roots. And I'm just like, OK, all right. All right. I love this. So aesthetically, it's gorgeous and cute and sweet and lovely. And in terms of the gameplay itself, let like let me let me walk you through this. If you weren't actually in my stream and you know you're like, what was special about this game? This game is very, very difficult to pick up and go. Now, I don't mean that as as a deterrent either. I what I mean is that if you've ever played a skateboarding game, it is both nothing and everything like in all the other skateboarding games out there. The control structure is very different. 
but it's familiar enough that you get hooked up on how you used to play skateboarding games. Because instead of having to press and hold buttons for anything other than just pushing yourself along, you just, I don't know, use the left stick when you're playing, because it's only console, you can only use controllers. So I ended up using my little Forza controller here. So you press down to prepare for a trick, then you press up and then you go in any particular direction mm -hmm. and then you'll start doing tricks. That's how grinds work, that's how manuals work. And that is how wall rides work. Although we haven't gotten to wall rides in the game yet on my stream. What was really special about it though, wasn't just the game itself, it was how you play it. This is a game where it encourages you to fail. And you're gonna fail a lot because like skateboarding's hard. Skateboarding as a sport is hard. So when I was in these levels and the chat was with me, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not very good at this but I'm going to get better and it'll be just fine and we'll get through it together. And it was like very, very, like very mutually supportive. And the chat was being very supportive with me and I was feeling really good about that. And so we got to the end of our time with Ollie Ollie World and I went from not being able to do an Ollie mm -hmm. or a kickflip to being able to do some pretty incredible combinations going from rail to rail for grinding, doing manuals doing transfers mm -hmm. um, and really getting into the flow of how these tricks work. So it was, it was amazing. Like it genuinely was amazing. And this is the kind of game where you can get lost in it for hours and hours and hours. And I honestly, I do recommend getting lost in it for hours and hours and hours. It is that good. And it is now out on Friday when I was playing it, it wasn't out yet. It is out as of today. That is Ollie Ollie World. Yeah, I. All right, so I um, am not going to play this game. Um, and and I think it really just comes down to I. When I get stressed out, I have bad buttons, and this is definitely a game that I think you need to have good buttons to do it. Like, and by bad buttons, I when I stress out, I hit the wrong stuff. But sure. you know what? This I really. I was glad that I was there in the chat with you. And this is, this was an ad. This is where I really strongly advocate for. It's a diff for the experience of kind of observing a game while a streamer is playing it, because mm -hmm. I was invested in your success. Um, and really enjoying watching you learn it. Um, enough that I actually have gotten, I mean, I, I have plenty of satisfaction from that game just by watching you play it. And, oh, that's um, you know, it, it reminded me of two things. It looked like, and we talked about it in your chat and none of us ever figured it out. Um, there was a Nickelodeon cartoon about skateboarders. And I'm going to, you know what? I thought I was going to look it up and told myself I would, and then I didn't, but I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. I actually didn't have Nickelodeon growing up. So um, it I is, missed out on a lot of those, a lot of those Nick um, things. The Nickelodeon skateboarding show is rocket power. That is what I was thinking about the whole time. So mad, uh, and it reminds me of Rocket Power, but it also reminded me a lot of the iOS game 
Alto's Adventure, which is a touch-based snowboarding game. And it so really good. gave, which uh, one of the best mobile games of all time. That's um, legit. Alto's Adventure is, oh man, I, I'm going to download Alto's because Alto's Odyssey is on Apple Arcade right now. So I might be uh, rocking some of that um, on my. Heck yeah. Um, so, oh man. So it reminded me a lot of that because Alto's Adventure will absolutely punch you in the head if you, if you try, if you disrespect it. The controls are simple, just like with you, right? And if you disrespect it and you're like, no, this is a baby game, it is like Nobby. No, this is it, not. Will, it will mess with, it'll mess you up. And this is the kind of game where we want to talk about it being very challenging to put it down for just one more run. This is definitely the kind that's definitely oh. the kind of game where you fail fast. You you extended your your strength a lot for a while because of this game. Yes, I have no regrets. It was great. I had a- no because you just you, it was one more run. It was perfect. It was. And you know what? I like I watch all of your streams, and a lot of times I'll you know I'll be doing other stuff. I'll be working or oh, sure. playing another game. Um, hopefully soon I'll be no actually way. working. Um, hopefully soon I'll be actually working. Um, Hell yeah! But, but like this time I could not stop because I really wanted to see what was going to happen. And every time like you made a mistake, you hit a wrong button. Like I really felt inside, like exactly what was happening. Like I knew exactly what you did. And part of that was because you were doing a great job of communicating it as a streamer. But the other piece is that the game was really good at showing you what you did. Like it was very obvious what went wrong. And so I, um, it is cartoony. Uh, it is skateboardy. The humor is a hundred percent on to skateboard it's culture. Delightful. And oh, it's great. It's absolutely great. The characters are funny. This is one of those. Um, if you or your family is into skateboard culture or was ever into skateboard culture, you'll notice I said not like a skateboarder. Like you can, if you like were into that scene right whether you tried to skateboard whatever this is right. this is one of those games that you definitely need to t- I take a look at was never a skateboarder because i have terrible coordination like my 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 hand eye coordination is pretty good but let's just say that my lower body coordination unless i'm kicking a soccer ball around not so great so i can i i tried for a long time to like get the hang of it but i just i just couldn't but I, a lot of my friends were skaters so you know i spent a lot of time hanging out at the you know wherever the heck we were haunting at that moment i think it was mostly the elementary school where we went skateboarding so you know, so you, know it the, was, I, you know the lingo right yeah. like you know the lingo you know the attitude yeah i I absolutely loved watching this game. So, I mean, even if you aren't going to w- play it, I encourage you to find somebody on Twitch that's playing it and go be supportive of them because they are going to be learn. They're either going to be learning or they're going to be bananas and you're going to see someone put on a show. Cause that's the thing that ended up happening is on the runs where you were cleaning house. It was, uh, it was absolutely beautiful. Just watching how smoothly you were moving through the environment, et cetera. And, awesome. um, and I said it. I was like, I want to see this game get speed run. Like, I want to see somebody oh, at GDQ play this. Somebody that like knows the buttons and is so and is like world class at it. Because this is one of those games where it doesn't. It they're going to look like they're cheating, but they're really not. You know, but they're really it's just, just gonna that be- good. I will never be that good. I'm an old lady now. In gamer years, I'm an old lady. I mean, fair, but 
we're young at I'm heart. I'm fine with that. It's okay. I don't need to be the best. I just need to have fun. And if I'm having fun, then I'm I'm really glad to hear that it was fun to watch me because I was scared. Oh, it was that great. It was just like, oh no, I'm failing all over the place. I'm supposed to I mean, be it was, fun to watch. It was, the first couple of minutes were kind of a hot mess. I'm not going to lie, but oh no, they you were so hot, my friend. And I think part of that is because I just assumed you were going to pick it right up, right? And and that's not I your fault. Too. I mean, and that's again, I don't think it's your fault. I think it's just one of those things that happened. Um, but it is. But you picked it up, and it was great to watch you learn quickly. Um, oh, Mega Mom in the chat. Her first monitor had two colors, black and green. She's a gaming dinosaur. I mean, same. I mean, same. Yeah. Same. So, um. So anyway, so so that's Ali Ali World. I am I can't wait to see you play it again. Um Oh, I'm gonna people- next time I stream, I'm gonna be already playing it. Well, I'm stre- I think I'm probably streaming tonight, but we're streaming Lost Ark. Yeah, this is just different tonight. Uh this that's is after different. yeah, that's a that is a uh that's that's the after dark stream. So that's a little it's different. It's the after we're dark gonna- stream. So we're gonna be playing some fun localized Korean MMOARPG nonsense. It's going to be wild. I watched the trailer for it and I was like, ooh, maybe I maybe I wonder how casual it is. Like, can I pick it up and get I'll just tell, good enough? I will tell you, my friend. Can you tell I me? This it. is what I want to know. I want to know is can I just binge on a Saturday, get myself caught up to the level cap, have you guys make me stuff, and then come to raid with you? Because if I can just come raid once a week and, like, have a different game, because you know I can handle it. Oh, I um, um, I can handle the raid content. If you can, if oh, I, I don't if, worry about if that. you guys can make well, because I well, I want to I want to pull my weight. Um, so if you guys can tell me, can I binge this in a couple of Saturdays and then be like caught up for a while, so then you can make me stuff or sherpa me through some of the content, get me where I gotta go. If you can, I'm in. If you can, I am in. Okay, well, that's good um, to know. I will let you know. I'll have a yeah. better idea of what the level progression looks like after this week. Yeah, at, at, well, who knew you'd be able to figure out a game by playing it? I believe. I'm, this is kind of a yeah, shockingly, this is kind of a mystery. Um, all right, I want to talk about another game. Um, all right, what do we want to talk about? Oh crap! What was it? No, no, because we have. No, I think it is not. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Pokemon Legends Arceus, dude. All right, let's go. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I think I had another game, but I think I forgot to put it down on my uh, um, on my little spreadsheet, uh, and thus I completely forgot it, so it didn't happen. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus. He works, bud. Um, yeah, that's why I. That's why I'm so glad you gave it to me. Um, Amanda, tell me what you think about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh my goodness. So it it had a bit of a, like, um, don't get me wrong. It had a little bit of a slow start for me because I got into it and I was like, okay, gameplay loop is very different, but it's all right. I just got to get used to it. It's just, it's different. It's not bad. It's different. So I got through my first couple of runs into the very first you know, the very first zone that you're in. And this is very much so an open world experience for the most part, where you can just kind of like go wherever you want to go as long as you have the right traversal mechanics and you have the right Pokemon and you don't, you know, end up fighting an alpha and you're massively underleveled. So let's back up for a quick second. And I'm going to tell you what Pokemon Legends Arceus is. So Pokemon Legends Arceus is the first true open world Pokemon RPG game ever. 
ever. Yep. They have never done a game like this before. They've never made a game like this before. It shows that they've never made a game like this before because it certainly is very clunky in some places. Oh, yeah. But the aim of the game is that you somehow are transported to this world through a rift in space-time. Don't really know why. Don't really know how because I haven't gotten there in the story yet. But you're dropped into a time before Pokemon really lived alongside people. So Pokemon, consequently, try to kick your butt. You go out into, yeah. the, into the obsidian fields, and Pokemon are just like, I see you. I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. And then you get got. You can sometimes completely get got as a result. Yeah. So it is... It's really a satisfying game to play. There are subquest or side quests that you can pick up. So they're just like requests in the game. You get a mount, which is super cool. I think you get multiple kinds of mounts from what I from you what get I'm many. understanding. Yeah, you get many. Game, mm-hmm. Which help you to traverse the world in different kinds of ways, which is really, really neat. What I really like, what I really like about Pokemon Legends Arceus is that it pushes the envelope of what a Pokemon game is. You are filling out field reports for each of these Pokemon, which you fill out by defeating them in the field of battle, or you are capturing them or encountering them and watching and observing them with different kinds of movesets. And it is just, it's such a, it's such an interesting way to go about playing a Pokemon game where it isn't just about gym leaders. It's not about, it's, it's a research game. It's deeply about research and it's about furthering the agendas of the various different clans as well as the Jubilife village. Mm-hmm. So, it's cool. I like it. It's clunky. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of things that i would change personally it's no monster hunter rise but but this is an excellent first foray into an open world setting and i think with enough time and enough money into research and development for that engine the graphics will catch up the open world camera will catch up like a lot of stuff is gonna just get better and better the more they do this and it's just so cool to play a very very different kind of pokemon game it is neat yeah um i agree with every word you said um mega mom in the chat saying uh the first couple hours specifically the long tutorial sections were clunky agreed the tutorial was really hard but i i feel like now that i am through it i feel like it paid off for um what it was also welcome to futterish in the chat how you weren't already following this channel um considering i don't even know i don't even know know, but thank you for the follow stuff going on well well, yeah but i figured just given the amount of time that you have been streaming on this channel that he you know it's just weird to it who knew who cares it doesn't that wasn't a judgment thing that's just a weird thing time is a flat circle so it is kind of welcome to the engaged family gaming podcast so um i felt like once they got us through the tutorial i really felt like even though they didn't teach us everything like did you know did you know 
everybody that it's a good idea to release your Pokemon because when you release your Pokemon, Pokemon, they give you grit, which you can then. Oh, thanks for the Prime Gaming sub, uh, Mr. Futterish. I appreciate that. Um, thanks, baby. I, that's what I appreciate about you. Um, and you get grit for that, which you can then use to turn your Pokemon into Super Pokemon. And it is um, like I, it, you don't. They don't teach you that. I learned about it on Twitter. Somebody was like, hey, just an FYI, I released your Pokemon. And I was like, what? And so, um, but the tutorials that they did give me really did, and especially like the opening quest lines, et cetera, really prepared me for what I think is one of the most satisfying core engagement gameplay loops I have had in a video game in a very long time. Once you because, get used to this yeah. being a Pokemon game, because in any other game, this loop would have hit me right away and it would have been so satisfying right out of the gate, but I had to make peace with the fact that I was playing a Pokemon game and it was different and I was weirded out by it, but, you know, I got through it. So. Um, yeah, my new... So the, the, the loop that I'm talking about is this, is this is my favorite part of this game and I could just do this even without even progressing the story, is the idea of go to an area, run, now mount, and just piece through the area. And if you see a Pokemon, stop, hard select it, throw a Pokeball. And then, oh, there's a tree with resources. I'm going to switch, throw my lowest level Pokemon. Then, oh, And the thing that I also learned is, and it's hard for me because I have bad buttons, but... While you are gathering resources from one thing with one Pokemon, you can switch to a different Pokemon and throw that one. That you can you can be technically doing three things at once. You it really is can. absolutely crazy. Battling, breaking rocks, getting berries, all at the same time. And all the meanwhile, like hiding in tall grass to sneak up on Pokemon and capture them. The stealth mechanics are not Metal Gear Solid. They are not. But no. But they, but they're they're strong enough. Like you get the point, and yeah. um, and I love that some like the stupid Pokemon don't notice you until you're right on top of them. It is so easy to like run around and get all the Psyducks because they're just real it's dumb. True, they're not real dumb. Starlies though, those Starlies nope. are really skittish. They are. They do not like to be seen, and so that loop of just run through. Use all of your po- run out of Pokeballs because I literally will go and I'll craft a hundred and then run through and do a run where I just use all of them and then yeah. come back, turn you my stuff in. That. Oh, yeah, easily. And then get my money, turn in the stuff, you know, because you, you turn in the report. You get like different quests for each Pokemon yes. where it's like capture ones, capture big ones, capture small ones, watch them do moves, etc. And stupid quest you where you had to find that big uh buizel was I, just i got real lucky and got him like I the second too. time i went in um I but like i saw a tiktok third, like the third time but oh my goodness lots <laughs> of people had trouble with the big buizel i saw a tiktok today where a guy 100 percented the game and caught several shiny buizels before he found a big one and you'll find oh, it no, mega mom's still looking for that you can buizel. do it I believe just stick just just stick with it, Mega Mom. You're you're stubborn. I know you can do it. Um, and so it. it is, and I mean that in the most loving way. She can do it. She can. I know. And so it is. Uh, that gameplay loop is probably the most satisfying loop I've played in years. And so when they push that forward, 
and put out a sequel, which is inevitable at this point. Pokemon Legends Arceus sold like 6.5 million copies in like five days or some shenanigans like that. I can't remember the uh-huh. stories. It was. <clears throat> it sold I, I many copies. I on the show today. Yeah, it is many, many copies. Um, and it's only one game. Like a lot of Pokemon games have the – they cheat a little bit because there's two SKUs. This only has one. And it oh, still yeah, sold big numbers. That proves yeah. to – if you if I were a data analyst at the Pokemon company, which I am not, but if I were, and if they need one, I am looking for work. Um, and I would t- – you know what I would tell them? I would say, guys, the data shows that there is an appetite for more different Pokemon games. Um, and let's keep this Legend, legend series going um, and just improve on it, and which is yeah. inevitable. It's in it. Although we said that I about really the Let's Go games. Do. We said that about the Let's well, Go games, but. The Let's Go games, I thought, were a lower barrier to entry for new Pokemon players that I thought was really great. Arceus, if you're a brand new Pokemon player, give this game a pass. Don't go anywhere near it. It is not for new Pokemon players. It is not for new gamers. It is not for young people that don't understand video games. This game is difficult. There I mean, that's is, true. There are there are difficulty spikes that will pop up, especially around the alphas, that do make it challenging to traverse the world in like a truly open capacity without being like decimated at lower levels yeah. if you're not careful. So the Let's Go games are such a great introduction to Pokemon in general and also as like a very like chill version of Arceus. So to speak, I feel like that is like the very chillest form of Pokemon is the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevees because they're just yeah. relaxing to play. I agree. I, I, okay, I I will accept that. Um, I think the with this game, mm-hmm. um, with Legends Arceus, you know, as far as you know, would I recommend it to a younger gamer? I think I I think ultimately it's all going to depend on their attitude. And I think you got to know if they're easily frustrated or not. And I'm reminded of um, of uh, John and Linda Robles son who their youngest son. um, They asked me, he's uh, he's my he's our daughter's age. So he's, you know, eight, nine, like in Uh, that range. Got it. Which is an interesting age because, you know, you're you're good or you're not at that age. And so they asked me, like, could he play Metroid Dread? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, is it going to be too scary for him? Nah, whatever, because I know what the kind of games he can play. Like, he's not, you know, whatever. Um, like, he's not scared of stuff. But I'm like, it's going to be hard. Like, it's going to kick him in the butt. Um, he beat it last week. I haven't beat Metroid Dread. I mean, um, little kids have basically infinite time, though. It's true. I, I I know, but his I know where his infinite time goes, and his infinite time recently has gone to Astroneer. Um. Oh, so that so we're this playing is playing the fork knives in our house now. Yeah. I think so, the kids are old enough. Well, they they are. Um, and we'll have maybe we'll have them on here to talk about. They have uh they have a gun thing because they they own firearms, so. They, uh, because they're hunters, John Rowell's a hunter. Um, and so they have different barriers to entry about um, if it's got a trigger and you're holding it as opposed to built into your power armor, it's a little bit different. So I think, so I think that limits their fork knife. Fascinating. Fork knife. However, um, I might be, 
I, I think it also could be an interesting. Like, I think if they pushed it, I think they would do it. I just don't think he, he's doing the Astroneer, but he beat no, Metroid it's Dread. Good. It's all good. Um, Kids are playing Sonata too, so I yeah. get it. So he beat Metroid Dread, which is super hard. So for me, That's I'm like that kid. Game. Yeah. So for him, I'm like, you know what? I put him in front of Arceus. He probably could do Arceus because you know what? If he got his face beat in by an Alpha Ponita or Rapidash or whatever, my first my first death was. Uh, an alpha rapidash yeah, in my I face died so i get that did you see the alpha um that did you did you accidentally stumble upon the alpha what's the big guy that sleeps um snorlax the alpha snorlax no, that's just chilling on the fine found snore boy me and me and Megamom found him. Yeah, level forty-five Alpha Snorlax in like the opening area that you can just stumble into. Oh my gosh! No, and it's like a I hilly area, so like it's possible to not see him. Oh, so, so you it's come up around top, kind of. It's down by the water, but it's like around a corner. So like when I first saw him, um, I came around the corner and I was like, "Whoa, peace!" And then like he didn't Whoa. see me, but I definitely woed and ran away. So like some That's kids, fair. like if they are. Um, if they are, if they, like, if you know your kid better than we do, and if your kid oh, can sure. handle frustration, um, and doesn't mind situations that are kind of unfair, then roll with it. I think that that is fine. But if you have a kid who really, you know, unfair situations caused by their own exploration or to teach them lessons, like, hey, be careful, you can't fight everything. You know, those are standard game mechanics in modern, especially open world-ish games. Like, they're just going to mm-hmm. give you monsters that'll just beat you up. Monster Hunter yes. is one of them, you know, stuff like that. Monster Hunter um, is definitely one of them. Zelda is another one yeah, where it's like, you know, don't come don't come here because this is scary. It, some kids aren't ready for that. But if you think they are, Arceus is going to be great. Um, once they get, they, they get a hold of the buttons and figure all that stuff out, um, okay. I will say... Uh, this is without question going to be a game that we talk about at the end of the year. Um, oh yeah, I already is, have it marked down as a candidate for game of the year for me. Yeah, um, this is great. I think it has room for. Uh, the, the, there's certainly room for improvement for a sequel. Sequel, but would I be shocked if they gave us a new region to go to in DLC later on? No, I would I not be do. shocked. I hope they do. I would love it. Um, I think it would yeah. be super rad. And I'm not normally a DLC kind of gal. Uh, especially with Pokemon games, but I would play DLC for Arceus. I really would. I like, I am, this is the most fun I've had playing a Pokemon game since my first Pokemon game, which was Pokemon X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're not the first person to say that. I think, you know, reviews are kind of all over the place, you know, and, and I think as they should be. It all comes um, down to taste. It well, comes and I down think- to taste and preference and, and all that stuff. Criticism is, it's very personal. Yeah. And I bring it up um, just because, you know, it's it's kind of all over the place. But just about every review that I've read, even the quote unquote bad ones are like, this is a phenomenal video game. It just has flaws. And it's just yeah. a matter of how much those flaws matter to you. Um, <laughs> and that's what resonated with me. I always read, you know, the reviews that are bad because sometimes if it's bad for a thing I don't care about, like if they're like, it's bad because it's repetitive. Like, I play MMOs. <laughs> repetitive does not bother me. Steve's here for the grind. In fact, I'm here for the repetitive. Thank you very much. That just boosted the score. You know, stuff like that. And here, some of it was graphical stuff. Some of it was technical stuff. 
They've right. never made an open world game like this before. I was not expecting. No, and they don't have the expertise. I was not they expecting Horizon Forbidden West or The Witcher out of this. I was expecting. Honestly, a I wasn't game. expecting Monster Hunter Rise out of it either. And Monster Hunter Rise on Switch is flawless. It yeah. is a, well, okay, flawless in in terms of its graphical capacity. Lots of problems around actual, you know, like groups and playing online and stuff like that so you know yeah, normal a, yeah normal nintendo crap normal nintendo crap um but gorgeous graphically yeah. one of the most beautiful games that you can play on switch is monster hunter rise i was not expecting a monster hunter rise i was expecting a pokemon game i, got yeah, a pokemon I watched game. i watched you guys stream it the other night and i was like wow this looks pretty good and so well, that's on pc too oh yeah all right well i'll have to take yeah, a look that's a so port. that's a pc port of a switch game so that's Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's a game we're definitely going to talk about at the end of the year, probably yeah. intermittently between. Obviously, I have to hurry up and and get get more time into it this coming weekend because next the Friday after this, it's all Horizon all the time, guys. <laughs> I'm just oh, I'm so hungry for that video. I'm excited game. for you, my friend. I oh, really man. am. So, um, but so. Yeah, I, I clearly it recommends. I can say this much. Um, we're redoing the Pokemon. We're doing the uh, EFG Essentials in uh, soon. I don't know when. Soon. Um, there is. I, I cannot imagine a world where Pokemon Legends Arceus does not end up on that list. Um, this is um, fantastic you know, game. It's a fantastic video game. So uh, I recommend it. So yeah, let's let's um, so. So that's that. Those are the video games we've been playing. Let me tell y'all, it is not slowing down. It is only speeding up. Um, so we will definitely have more. Oh, man. It's it, it's already a big year, and it's only getting better. Um, we have more announcements coming. It's only Tuesday. We have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow that I'll be covering on the EMG show at the end of the, at the, end of the week, where we'll find out more Nintendo games. Um, mm-hmm. So, which are always of relevance to us. So, uh, Amanda, you got a press release today that you forwarded over to me kind of excitedly because we found out mm-hmm. some information that we did not have that is super relevant to us. Um, why don't you share it with share it with the class? Sure. Let me preface this with today is Safer Internet Day. It is celebrated every year on, I think it's February 8th. Might be just this specific Tuesday. You go, I'm gonna um, It is, in fact, this specific Tuesday because it's going to be celebrated next year on the 7th of February. So Safer Internet Day is something that takes place across the entire world. And it is a day where we talk about keeping the internet safe for young people. So specifically, our kiddos. So this is, it's an important day and it's an important day because it's supposed to be an education day, an education day for parents, an education day for educators, for people that work with children on a regular basis and that may work with them in digital spaces as well. So this year I got a press release from my from one of my favorite contacts over at Microsoft, Dana. And Dana sent over this yesterday saying that they were in the midst of launching CyberSafe Home Sweet Hmm, which is a new adventure in Minecraft education that is designed to help young people recognize 
common threats on the internet. That's the big one. They're also going to teach them how to build strategies for protecting themselves and figure out where to go if they need help in digital spaces. In this particular adventure, according to the press release, players progress through four pillars. I think it's four pillars. Four pillars of cyber safety. From verifying their contacts' identities and protecting their passwords to phishing prevention and avoiding scams. The adventure is a, again, according to the press release, is a fun and creative way for children 7 to 12 to learn about online safety and cybersecurity while playing in their favorite blocky universe. So that is available as of today on Minecraft Education Edition. Now, remember, if you want to play Minecraft Education, you have to have a .edu account to set that up for your school. And then the kiddos use that. I'm still trying to get my school district to get Minecraft Education Edition. (laughs) It's tough. It's going to be like the thing I do before my kids are out of elementary school is I will have Minecraft Education Edition at our school or in the school district just in general. I think I need to go petition the the superintendent. Um, You should, I mean, really it's Minecraft, the the Minecraft education edition has so many cool resources. And I think this is a new, um, really awesome addition to it because I agree. Cyber safety. It'll be available. I'm just reading here via the Minecraft marketplace in the bedrock edition in March. Yep. So it's not going to be that long for those of us that don't have the uh, education edition. Nope. Um, a month. So we will, um, you know, kind of bookmark that and give it a give it a look, see, and maybe talk Absolutely. about it um, when it does come out on actual consoles. But this is such an important topic um, because our world is only growing more digital. The internet is touching mm-hmm. everything. You know, we talk about the internet of things, and um, you know. We we joked when that Internet of Things was touching our refrigerator and our washer and dryer and our thermostat. But the reality is it's also hitting our kids' toys. Um, and it's it's all over the place. And so having our kids understand um, Internet safety <coughs> is super important. And it is. any way that you can teach them lessons and impart that information on them is – in a way that they will want to engage in it. This is like that edutainment concept, but like, sure. You, they're going to learn that. Le- if, if they learn it from Minecraft, if that helps, remember it, right? Like if they, if it's because they, if it's because they love Minecraft and they learn it, then fine. It's just like when I was a kid being told to stay off drugs by Michelangelo, you know what I mean? Like he taught me, I, I it worked. Right. Sure. Um, and so I think Ninja Turtle says, don't do this. You don't do it. I don't because you don't want to mess with the Ninja Turtles. No. Um, you don't want to disappoint Michelangelo. Look at him. No. Does he look like someone you want to disappoint? No, um, definitely not. I mean, he just wants to have pizza with you. Whether it's gross pizza or not, it's a different issue. But he wants pizza. And really, do you want he to make pizza. him mad? And so, I mean, who doesn't <laughs> want pizza? So, um, I think this is – I put the link in the chat. Uh, so, that's the, oh, to awesome. both Thank saferinternetday.org and the YouTube link to the trailer, which is – listen, it looks like Minecraft – um, which is, so it's not like they're pulling in a fast one on anybody. Kids are going to yep. be hop in there. They're going to say, wow, this is Minecraft. Hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll learn something. Um, and oh, it's, man, it's so important to teach our kids about this. I, all three of my children use internet enabled devices daily. 
Yeah. Um, and my that kids in- do too. Yeah, that includes you know my my eight year old, right? Like she uses yeah. she has an iPod Touch that she got for Christmas. And it is – she uses it every day to chat with her friends and to watch YouTube and stuff like that. And we have to talk to them about what – how it's safe to use these things, you know? Like, yeah. um, And so not only do we have to do it, but I think it's also important that they hear stuff from not us also. Um, and sources like this Minecraft program are so great. Um I think, and so I definitely encourage everybody to take a look at it, and we'll talk about the program more as it comes out. I think this is yeah. kind of an interesting segue into something that some information that dropped today, Amanda, that you and I were both. Uh, we it was, I don't know if it was the main character of the internet today, but it was definitely a big piece of it. Um, is we all love to dunk on Facebook and their metaverse projects. Oh, 100%. Um, I love dunking on Facebook, I live for it. Um, and so they, we've seen the trailer, the kind of very awkward trailer about these legless digital chat room metaverse thing that they're putting out. The, it's Horizon Worlds, right? Is that what they're calling yeah, it? Horizon Worlds. That's what it's called. And um, so it's out for, you know, like in a limited fashion. And uh, Amanda, what, what, did all the pe- what have all the people been finding in there? Oh, it's so wild so- to me. Horizon Worlds was originally intended as a as an 18 plus experience. So just for adults to hang out yeah. in this chat space in this metaverse and talk and, you know, just chill in VR essentially. But uh, instead of it being adults only, it is actually just teeming with children. There are kids everywhere. You know, there was this great report on the Washington Post, which actually yep. ended up spurring quite the conversation mm-hmm. um, because there are there are just so many kids in this space. So many kids. Yep. And it's not that kids are existing in VR, although I don't agree with kids being in VR before they're 13. That that's a very personal thing. And that's based on neurology and, you know, what, you know, my neurologist wife has to say. If she says not before 13, I listen. Um, this isn't just about kids being in the, in being in VR spaces. This is about children interacting with adults unsupervised in social spaces. And this is, these are the same kinds of problems that we have with Roblox, right? Roblox is very much so akin to, oh my goodness, how are we going to let our kids sit in these, in, in these situations where there are adults running around and they're going to have to interact with adults or older teenagers that may not have their best interests at heart. Yep. The big problem with Horizon Worlds isn't just that there are children in there. It's that the parents don't know that their kids are in these spaces because it is one account per quest, essentially. They do have guest accounts that you can set up with. But if a parent has signed in to their Facebook account on any Quest headset, that's set up. It's ready to go. There are no extra, there's no pin required to use Horizon Worlds. There are no extra protections put in place because kids are going to do what kids are going to do. They are going to push boundaries. We're Mm -hmm. parents. We know this. Yep, we do. Um, Apparently, uh, the folks over at Meta just didn't um and yeah it feels like they didn't talk to a single parent they didn't talk to anybody who had a quest with children in the house like they just didn't care yeah which is 
frustrating, frustrating, but not surprising. Yeah, exactly. um, not one. Thing. And I mean, I for what it's worth, I agree with you. We have the we have a we have the stance on the thirteen year old thing too, uh, much oh, sure. to my daughter's uh, chagrin. I know. As there is a that there is a quest in the house, um, and she can't use it. But you know what? I know. It's not like we're throwing it out. It'll be there. It'll be. It'll be. No, right. it'll, it'll be there. We'll get another one. It'll be fine. It'll just, just be all right. Um, be cool. Just be cool. Just be cool, kid. Be cool. Um, but this is such an interesting because I, I saw the report and what I found it because you did a big long tweet thread about I did, yes because um, it certainly made you feel a certain kind of way and um and that's how I found it and then I read the report and I was like guys this is this is like basic stuff like they I would have given them this consulting for free um. Make it so that it's hard for kids to get on here. Do something. You got to do something. You're right. You got to lock it down so the parents can set up some kind of parental controls. The only issue with that is you and I know. Put a pin on it. Yeah. You and I know that wouldn't have saved it. That wouldn't have changed anything because there would have been a fair number of kids that would have hopped in anyway. Um, But, um, you know, preaching the choir. As much as I'm ticked. That this is something that we once again need to be holding big technology accountable for. It's also our responsibility as parents to teach our children no, you can't go around talking to random adults in chat rooms in VR or otherwise. Yeah. You can play with your friends until you're old enough to play with people who are not in your town but are still potentially around your age. Yeah, it's you. Know, what's what's interesting is uh, I was doing some substitute teaching um, over the last couple of weeks, and um, one of the classrooms that I was assigned to, I was assigned as a para into like a like a life training program for kids that were seniors and a little bit older with you know stuff going on that were really like here's how you're gonna like live your life you know kind of stuff right like helping sure. them out and one of the things they did. Um, and it was really like eye opening because I had never thought of it. And part of that's because it comes to me, um, you know, kind of because I've learned because I'm an adult, but like I, it has, they call it circles, right? And so different circles of trust. So like the center circle is you. And um, the then attached to it is like a little heart. And that's like your partner if you have one, if you're old enough to have one. And then outside that is like your close family. And then outside of that is like, then they call it like um, the hug circle and then the handshake circle and then the wave sure. circle. Um, and then, you know, then there's like the stranger circle, right? Um, with like a special category for like cops and firemen and like doctors, right? And so the idea that like – Video game communication is so intimate because we're like right in each other's ears. We're, you know, oftentimes, you know, our avatars are like right near each other. Right. Um, And some people don't think about that proximate space, but like they're, you're really close, right? That intimacy that really does, you know, communicating in that kind of an environment is more than a handshake, right? Like you're really um, for better or for worse. Right. And so, um, it's like being on a phone conversation. Like that's more intimate than, you know, some in some cases even having a conversation at school or something like that. And I think – Because it's private. Exactly. And so I think 
uh, especially when you're dealing with kids and adults in the same space. I think um, obviously that wasn't intended, you know, I, no. I, I get that, but it's, it's an inevitability. And so it needs mm-hmm. to be something that they consider. And I think especially if you're going to be, you know, giving yourself, giving your kids an internet enabled device or letting them, you know, I get a lot of parents asking me, you know, my kid wants to use discord. Should I let them? Um, and, you know, that's a big question um, because as with, you know, this VR space, it's like, how comfortable is your kid recognizing that someone is a stranger and either not talking to them? Like, are they a people pleaser to the point where they're going to um, like, are they the kind of person that's just going to talk to anybody because they, they don't know how to leave or that, you know, whatever um, you got to talk to them about it. And I thought this was a kind of a good reminder that there are a lot of parents not doing that. Well, and Um, partly it's because they don't know what they don't know. You're right. And introducing more technology without actually understanding the ethical and moral implications of using that technology without supervision for your children, you know, that's, that's really tough. And it puts kids in a really dangerous place. So our job as parents isn't just to say, here's the device, have at. It's to teach our children to have boundaries for themselves more than anything else because they're going to leave our care one day and they'll, they're going to need to know how to set these limits for themselves. That's why Safer Internet Day is so important. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, learning about cybersecurity and privacy and everything like that is really important to do within uh, an age-appropriate lens like with Minecraft. And that's why safeguards matter so that if something happens and children get off the beaten path, they have a way back. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I'm sure shooting the two of us uh, are going to make sure that Safer Internet Day is a part of our content moving forward because, man, uh, yep. if ever there was a day that is more congruent uh, with, with what, what we work. do... Um, I have yet to find it, you know, um, I'm sure there are plenty of days out there, but this one is a big one. Uh, I'm a big fan. Nintendo Direct Day is also one of those days. What? Nintendo Direct Days? Oh yeah. Nintendo Direct Days. Those are exciting. (laughs) I cannot wait. You know what? My son texted me. I, I, I kid you not. I was sitting at home. My oldest son, he has his phone. They have a little bit of dead time at the end of every class. And so he saw the thing on Twitter because yes, he's on Twitter. I don't. He's old enough. It's um, he is, but it's but it's annoying. <laughs> um, it's not problematic because really all he does is just share memes and he makes jokes about Pokemon characters. Like he really doesn't do anything bad. But love that. Um, I, I like to respond to him and remind him that I am there and that I can see it every once in a while. Not funny. Here in the back, he's like, "It's not funny," and I'm like, "No, I like to remind Pretty him. I'm like, go to class." Go to class. But anyway, um, he... Knock your damn phone, kid. Go to class. Pay attention. So he texted me like 15 times, like, dad, 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 Nintendo Direct. Oh, my God. Do I have Boy Scouts then? And I was like, no, no, you're fine. Because it's at five. Yeah, plenty of time to watch the Direct, freak out as a family. Because these things, these events are like huge deal for us, man. We put them on the big TV. We all freak out. So anyway, um, Amanda, we did it. We did. One more episode. 
of the Engage Family Game podcast in the books. This has been episode 280 for those of you watching that were curious Dang. how crazy things have gotten. We're moving in the direction of episode 300. Um, I'll be back. Ne- I will be back on Thursday for the EFG show where I will be talking about the Nintendo Direct um, among whatever other nonsense uh, happens. Um, and then I will uh, we will be back next Tuesday for the board game podcast um, and where we will be, you know, continuing to talk about crazy board game stuff. The uh, it is worth mentioning. New York Toy Fair was canceled this year. However, um, and this is good news. Um, Linda and I will be gathering for a micro sprint that same weekend. Oh. To uh, because Toy Fair has been replaced by a whole bunch of digital stuff, so we will be doing all of our work then. So, Toy Fair does not exist. However, our board game coverage that would have been from Toy Fair. We'll be there. Unfortunately, I can't tell you about all the Funko Pops and, you know, the the other fun the other fun stuff. I won't have that, but we'll we'll have plenty of board game coverage coming out of that. Also, yeah, that'd be great. Also, our new project that we didn't get off the ground because when we were supposed to do it, I you know, like my family got COVID and stuff. Or it was, that we're gonna get that off the ground sooner rather than later. Amanda knows what it is. You guys don't, trust me, you will like it. You will. Uh, it's going to be a very big deal. I don't want to overpromise. Um, so everybody, have yourself a wonderful night. Um, share this with everybody uh, so we get more listeners, etc. And until next time, don't forget, get your family game on. We'll see you all soon. Bye.